The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. And what a great show we're going to have today. Hey, folks, I am live from New York City at the Tribeca Film Festival. And that is because I'm representing the American Association of People with Disabilities. I am speaking at a panel earlier today on the employment of people with disabilities supporting the new HBO film, Monica and David. Oh, this movie is going to be fantastic. It is about two people with intellectual disabilities who are not going to do what everyone else said. In other words, they're going to live independent and be married. And it is a great film. So I was very honored uh, to be asked to be here. And I am also very honored that we would have the head in the National Epilepsy Foundation, the head leader, the head of MOT, which we'll talk about later, but what that really means is she is the point person. She is the leader for all of our executive directors and affiliates in the United States for the Epilepsy Foundation. More importantly, she is a person with passion about helping people like me, people living with epilepsy. The president of the Epilepsy Foundation in Michigan, Arlene Garalek. Welcome to the show, Arlene. Well, thank you, Joyce. I'm happy to be here. Well, it's a honor to have you, and I just want you all to know, once again, I tell you this story every so often, but here's another person that, who is the real deal, okay? It's not like I have her on and she's pretending she cares about, trust me, she has unbelievable passion for people living with epilepsy, that's why I'm so excited to have her on, but Arlene, for our listeners throughout the world, why don't you start by telling everyone how you first became involved with the Epilepsy Foundation in Michigan. Well, I've been involved with the Epilepsy Foundation for over 20 years, um, and I came here as the executive director. Um, at the time, I, my background is in public health, and uh, I, I was interested in moving into a, another leadership position. And when I, I didn't really know much about epilepsy, but when I interviewed here and when I found out that um, people didn't want to talk about epilepsy. Uh, it was like a secret in the family, and that people were still being discriminated against in schools and, and, in, and, in, and in employment, and uh, people really didn't know much about it. And, it, it, it. and to the extent that people weren't getting good medical treatment because they were ashamed to ask. And it just... It just, I just thought that was terrible. I mean, uh, how could this happen? We, the organization I had worked for previously had got, had become involved with uh, AIDS issues very early because someone had the foresight to have put together a, a VD coalition, which quickly morphed into AIDS. And I saw how attitudes changed about AIDS. And here was epilepsy. Known to, it's in the Bible. And people had these attitudes, and it just hooked me. And then what's kept me going is just meeting people over the years who, who have this condition, who've, who have helped to, the professionals who've, who've been trying to cure this condition and help people get through, get through it. And it's just been very rewarding ever since. I, I just became very committed to doing that. And at the time, um, we were actually an independent organization, and uh, we did a lot of uh, medical care for people with epilepsy. So, you know what, Arlene? Even today, when I was talking to some film producers, they were saying to me, "Well, why? Why would there be this attitudinal barrier or this stigma toward epilepsy? Why would that be? And what would your answer have been?" I think you know because we don't talk about it enough. I think the, the whole point about it is to talk about it because um, people remember, you know, if you talk to people, they'll tell you, especially the older people, they'll, they'll tell you that 
Oh, yes. I, I, I remember somebody had a seizure when I was in the third grade or the eighth grade, and it, it was a terrifying experience, and they may have been told not to talk about it, and um, they, they just don't know. Um, uh, I, I know one of my friends uh, was told by her mother that she uh, shouldn't, she shouldn't tell her, her now husband, I mean, this is many years ago, uh, that she had epilepsy for fear that he wouldn't marry her. And, in fact, when she was diagnosed, she took the, the prescription to another town to have it filled. Um, oh I think there's gosh. just the, the fear on the part of, like, how that would set you apart from the community. And, and, and really, when you look at uh, other disabilities, other conditions, What's made the difference, I think, has been that people have talked about it. People have, have said, okay, I'm going to stand up. I have this. And, and things change. And I'm, I, I can say that the attitudes in the younger people have really changed. And, and I think that's gratifying. I, I, I think the future will be brighter. I do, too. And I think that's because we are all, all, all are talking about it. And you know what? I'll tell you, I really do think, it, it, as far as the original fear of epilepsy, it's because of, as you said, lack of knowledge based on seeing someone have a seizure. And you know what's amazing is people don't realize that there are so many types of seizures. That's right. There isn't just the falling to the ground, as I do. I mean, there are many, many different types of seizures, but when you, when you aren't educated, then how are you going to know, right? Right, and I think it scares people also because they, they may want to help and they don't know how, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah. they, um, it, it's one of those experiences that people always remember. Yes. Yeah, that's why I always tell people, it's worse for you than it is for me. Right. <laughs> okay, it's over in like three minutes with me. I'm fine. Uh, I come to you're all hysterical, but I'm fine after that. Right, right. Well, Arlene, how about if you talk a little bit about the Epilepsy Foundation of Michigan? You know, where you're located, how people reach you, uh, and some of your main products and services. In case someone is listening to the show in that area so they know what you do. Um, sure. Well, first of all, we serve all of Michigan. Our, our main office is in Southfield, although we do have a, a satellite in Grand Rapids. Um, and we offer a variety of things. We, we, I like to say we really only do a couple things, though. Um, we help people who have the condition um, with, with as much... Um, information and armament that they can have so that they can go off and live their lives. Um, so we do a lot of education. Some of it's on the phone. It's one-on-one. -on -one. When, when you call us, you are, you're going to talk to a, a social worker or a, or a registered nurse or a health educator. Um, we also do, do conferences and other kinds of programs. Our, our big conference this November is going to be on ep wellness and epilepsy because we're of the, of the firm opinion that People who do better in their seizure control mind their general health. In fact, that's good for anything, for any, all disabilities, that we need to spend more time doing health promotion. Uh, we have camps for kids. Um, the, our camp this year, Camp Discovery, is from June 27th to July 1st, and that's, that's a wonderful, life-changing experience for kids. Um, but we also feel it's very important to educate the community. So we do a lot of public education and legislative work. Um, we have a legislative breakfast actually coming up next week, uh, May the 4th, uh, in, in Lansing. And if anyone, there's still availability if someone wants to come. Um, we are really facing some real challenges here, challenges to access to medication, challenges to our funding, and we would certainly um, welcome more help with that. Um, we go out to businesses and educate them. Uh, we also do a lot in the schools and with uh, the firefighters and the police. And the other thing we do is we try to uh, raise more money and make for research and make, make it more, um, let people know more about what research is happening because we're, we're really committed to having a cure for epilepsy and we know that if we don't spend part of our time working on that, it's just not going to happen. Um, we also, of course, raise money because uh, clearly um, uh, so this is most of our money really comes from from the donations we get and the grants and some corporate underwriting. And we have four summer strolls for epilepsy coming up this summer, starting May 22nd in Midland. But we also have one in um, actually we, Cal Kalamazoo, um, Detroit at the Detroit Zoo, and in Grand Rapids. And um, that's sort of a, a, I think, a, a rough overview. We're, 
Oh, you can reach us on the web at epilepsymichigan.org, uh, or if you go to the to the Epilepsy Foundation website through the if you click on the local, local services you and put in Michigan, you will end up with us. Um, we have an eight hundred number, and that's eight hundred three seven seven six two two six. And we'll be happy to take all your calls and um, and. You know, anyone who has any kind of question or would like to volunteer um, or give us money, please feel free. You can do that on the web or, or by phone. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Get ready for a show that breaks ground on the subject of women in motorsports and what it takes to dream, believe, achieve. Gas and Go with Alio is all about the movement that is happening lightning fast in women's racing. You'll get a wide array of perspectives from the drivers to the fans as well as what it takes to be a role model in a male-dominated sport. Join your host, professional driver Ali Owens for Gas and Go with Alio. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Power Up Motorsports Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, Radio to Thrive By. Listen for the right turn with J.J. O'Malley. It's an insider's look at America's fastest-growing motorsports series, the Grand Am Rolex Sports Car Series, presented by Crown Royal Cask Number 16. You'll hear about what happened last weekend and get a preview of what's coming up next. From the Rolex 24 at Daytona through Watkins Glen International, Mid-Ohio, Laguna Seca, right up to the championship at Homestead Miami Speedway. The Right Turn with J.J. O'Malley, broadcast live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Power Up Motorsports Channel. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Interstate Sportsman Talk radio show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news. Talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America channel. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Best Boomer Towns delivers the inside scoop on the best 21 places to relocate or retire in the U.S. Listen to columnists, town bloggers, and local residents as we highlight a town each week. Talk show host Nancy Shanka brings you the best and the brightest. As a baby boomer, you experienced Beatlemania, Woodstock, Vietnam, and the women's movement. Today, you're educated, health-minded, and thinking about where to spend your future. Tune in at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, to Best Boomer Towns every Thursday on the Voice America Variety Channel and start planning the best rest of your life. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show with our superstar, Arlene Gorelick, the president of the Epilepsy Foundation in Michigan. Okay, so you're all wondering what happened, right? I did not have a seizure. But see, that's sort of what it would be like. That's exactly right. <laughs> that would be what it's like. That you're going along your merry way, talking to someone, and all of a sudden, interruption, you're gone. Actually, I'm in New York City, and there was an interference with our phone system, but... When I got back on, I thought, boy, I've got to tell them. Because when I have a seizure, that's what it would be like. One minute I'm talking to someone, and then, wait, what happened? I'm gone. But I didn't have a seizure this time. It was just the phone system. But am I right, Arlene? Oh, absolutely. You know absolutely. that's how it is. Well, Arlene, <laughs> when, you, when, I went, when I lost you there, um, and you were talking about the Epilepsy Foundation, did you get to tell everyone your website? I think so. It's epilepsymichigan.org um, for those who, who who didn't catch it. And our 800 number is 800-377-6226. Um, okay, epilepsyfoundation.org. Listen, she can't do all the things she's trying to do in this economy without our help. So if you're listening to the show, epilepsyfoundation.org, Michigan. Well, no, it's epilepsymichigan.org. 
Sorry, epilepsy. Uh, no, that's okay. But if you go to the Epilepsy Foundation site and go to the local services channel, you can, you can, you'll end up with with the well, epilepsy. Well, just to make it easy for everyone, though, epilepsymichigan.org. Is that correct. right? That's correct. It's the most direct. Yeah. Epilepsymichigan.org. You can make a contribution. Thank you. you. I don't care how much it is. Don't ever think that. Don't be someone. Oh, it can only contribute five dollars. I don't care what it is. Make a contribution. I think we have a caller on the line. Hi, Joyce. It's Neva. Neva. Well, hi, Neva. <laughs> hi, Arlene. How are you? <laughs> One of my favorite people in the whole world. Neva, how are you? Well, uh, good, good, and you're one of my favorite people, and so is Arlene. So I had to, when I knew that you were having her on your show, I'd had to uh, call in and comment. Okay, we'll go right ahead, but Neva, first tell them where you're located and what you do. I am located in uh, California, in Pleasanton, California, and I am the executive director of the Northern California Epilepsy Foundation. Okay. And, and I just wanted job. to comment, Arlene, I know you mentioned briefly that um, about the management operations team, and I just want to thank Arlene for the extremely hard work that she's doing on that as chair. Um, I'm one of uh, the nine EDs that serve on that panel, and she has just done a tremendous job of steering the, the management operations team, and she's doing such a great job. So I just wanted to call and thank oh, her thanks, for that Neva. work. Yes, and that management operation team, while we have you on here, Neva, uh, Arlene, first you, explain what that is. Well, it, it, what it is is, uh, you, you know, the, the Epilepsy Foundation has affiliates like myself and, and our organizations, um, Michigan and, and Northern California. Um, we decided some years ago that we needed to have more communication. So nine executive, uh, nine executives from the affiliated organizations are elected by their peers, um, and they sit with the senior staff at the national office to, to talk about concerns, to um, talk about policies, uh, to talk about how we how we uh, are going to work together. And I think we've had we've had some accomplishments. We've worked together on things like standards, um, on on web issues, and things like that. Um, I think our our big challenge next year will be the strategic plan and really making some other kinds of changes in the organization. But I think we do it because we know that epilepsy is uh, without borders. I mean, it goes beyond uh, our particular areas. In my case, Michigan, and in Neva's case, Northern California. And by working together, we can be. In, a, in dealing with epilepsy. And you've done a fabulous when, job. When you say, Neva, that that, is, that group is critical to our success? Oh, it's definitely critical. It's, it's really the glue be, between the two, um, with, between national and the affiliates, and it's, it's so important to have that kind of collaborative effort. Well, Neva, I really appreciate you calling in, and I will look forward to seeing you several times this year. Great. Sounds good. And thanks again, Arlene, and thank you, well, thank you. for all you do. See you soon. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay, and I think, Eric, are you on the line, Eric? Sure am. Go ahead, Eric. Hi, Eric. Hey, good afternoon. How are you doing, Arlene? Okay. It's like old home week here. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, first I want to thank you for, uh, uh, for, for being with Joyce on, on the show today. But the, uh, the, the point I wanted to, to raise and, and, and maybe clarify, because uh, just to make sure all the listeners understand that um, if they need assistance and programs in in their community, uh, what are the best ways for people to go about you know finding the affiliate? Now, you've been talking about the things that you do in Michigan, but people who live in other parts of the country, what what should they do to get help? Well, um, what they can look for their local affiliate by going to the Epilepsy Foundation website. Uh, because we're all linked in, plus the Epilepsy Foundation itself has a great deal of information and, um, for people that would be very usable. Uh, we're all linked together through that. Um, but you can find your local, if there is a local uh, office, you can find it through that. Otherwise, I would turn to the Epilepsy Foundation. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think it's Eric really Pargus is the CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation. And I think what you're saying, Eric, is first go to your, you know, you can go to your, of course, your local affiliate, but if you don't have one or you don't know how to find it, uh, you can go to uh, epilepsyfoundation.org and you list the different affiliates. Isn't that correct? That's, that's correct. Well, plus and the information on the, the website itself is, is very good. Yeah, I think that's so important because, 
you know, particularly if families have just, uh, you know, they've recently had a loved one who's been diagnosed or, or they've been diagnosed with epilepsy, there's a lot of questions that they have that go beyond, uh, you know, their neurologist is going to be able to answer the clinical questions, but there's all the questions about driving, employment, you know, education for, you know, for a young person. And Arlene, you know, we know you do a great job in Michigan of, of, of helping uh, people with epilepsy and their family there. And just want to make sure, Joyce, that all your listeners you know, know uh, about how to reach out and get that kind of help. Yes, okay. Well, that's very important. You know, in other words, what Eric needs is in Pittsburgh, we have the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA, but if you are listening to the show and you do not know how to find your affiliate or where to go, go to epilepsyfoundation.org and it will show you who your affiliate is or closest affiliate. And if you can't do that, even if you call the national office, which I am the chair of the national board, they will provide you with the information that you need. The worst thing to do is not to ask. Everyone has to reach out and talk about it. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, you, Eric, Joyce, thanks for calling uh, in. Great. Thanks. And Arlene, thanks again for appearing on the show. Well, thank you. See right. you soon. Take care. <laughs> Um, I think we have another caller on the line. Is Judy on the line? How are you? Judy. Hey, Judy. <laughs> How are you, Judy? Fine, Joyce Bender. How are you? Uh, this is Judy Painter, and I am not only the chair of the national board, I am on the local board, which is the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA. Uh, and Judy Painter, we've been blessed to have her. Uh, she is the executive director. Go ahead, Judy. Hi, Arlene. How are you? I'm okay. How about you? Very well, thank you. And and I just wanted to mention that Arlene and I have probably... Arlene, how long have you been with the Foundation? Uh, 21 years. Arlene and I have been friends for 21 years. That's right. <laughs> wow. We actually... Uh, which is uh, one of the very nice things about the Epilepsy Foundation, um, you know, the leadership choice. Uh, you know, many of us have been around for, for many, many years and have formed very close relationships and have had the ability to share our program and fundraising ideas with each other, and uh, that's certainly something that Arlene and I have been able to do. Um, but no matter how much we've accomplished, and I think we've accomplished a great deal over the last 21 years, I would say, Arlene, don't you feel that there's still uh, the stigma that's still attached to people with epilepsy and people out there? I just uh, talked to a young woman who was from the Scranton area, which is a... a a semi-urban area of the Pittsburgh area, uh, in Pennsylvania, and she had never met anyone with epilepsy before. And she sort of identifies herself as uh, being epilepsy instead of being a person with epilepsy. You know, that epilepsy is a condition that she has, and she is not epilepsy. But she really, uh, at 21, absolutely all her life, has lived her life as, as, you know, being an epileptic, um, what would you say is some of the things that you think that we can do about that? Well, you know, it really goes back to trying to get more, to talking about it more and getting more messages out there because um, because there are people like that. And sometimes, you know, old old ways die very hard, and, and we you don't always know the way someone's parents thinks about it. You don't always know what what's happening to that person at school. Um, but the more information we can get out there so that people don't feel that way, that's one reason I, we do camp, and I know you have a camp also, mm-hmm. um, because those, you know, you might be the only kid in, in, in your grade that has epilepsy. Well, you don't this know person another ended kid. up going to our teen retreat this weekend and spent a lot of time with my staff person, and that's all she could talk about because she felt she had never met anyone with epilepsy. Person. That's right, and when they get together, it's it's amazing. They form these friendships, and they um, we we've, we we have team groups too, and they always seem to want to spend more time with each other and find out really what what it's like um, it, because it's it's one of those occasions where you really really do need to reach out to somebody uh, to see that yeah, there are other people who are who are dealing with this too. I'm not the only one. Otherwise, people I, I mean. It, some of the some of them people get very very isolated, very isolated, and they are isolated and still so afraid to discuss this with other people. And, and this has to come from parents or someone. Someone is right. telling them that this is a bad thing. Absolutely. Hey Judy, I I agree because I was telling Arlene earlier. 
you know, I'm in New York City at the Tribeca Film Festival because HBO has purchased this movie that will soon be released called Monica and David about two people with intellectual disabilities um, that decided, hey, this is our life. We're not listening to everyone else. Yeah, we have Down syndrome, but we love each other, so we're going to get married. And they got married, and they have their own apartment. And, I mean, it's just really a great story. It's all about being independent and what people with disabilities can accomplish. But when I was speaking to um, the uh, producer from HBO, she asked me, she said, well, I'm not understanding, you know, why is there this stigma with epilepsy? I mean, what is it, though? What is it that bothers people? And I said, the only thing I I can base it on is when people see someone have a seizure. You know, and this other woman spoke up and said, yes, and I think that goes back to, you know, thinking about witchcraft, demons, all of that. What do you think, Judy? What's your opinion? I think that's true. I was listening to uh, the Sunday morning program this week, and they were talking about Kitty Kelly, of all people, and the books that she's written about famous people. And one of the books that she wrote about was about the royal family in England. And in one sentence that they pulled out, which really made me very angry, um, they said that, you know, the royal family has never disclosed the, you know, Drug addiction, this, you know, all these horrible things, epilepsy, uh, you right. know, more horrible oh. things. But, I mean, there was a sentence that was taken out that, you know, like included drug addiction, murder, sexual assault, you know, all these things. Uh, and epilepsy. And epilepsy was in that sentence. And, and I thought to myself, I cannot believe that, you know, someone would, would put epilepsy in with all these criminal offenses. But that is, it still goes on today. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean right there. Right, and, I, and everyone, and although an, an epilepsy, you know, a, a um, someone having a tonic-clonic seizure probably could be frightening the first time that anyone sees it. I know before I ever saw my first tonic-clonic seizure, I was afraid, and frankly, most people with epilepsy don't want to see what a tonic-clonic seizure looks like. But it's not the worst thing in the world that you would put it, you know, well, it's it was, involuntary. It's not like uh, right. It's else. involuntary, and the, so the thing the is that people condition. with epilepsy don't know when it's going to happen. You know, whether there's that loss of control and never knowing when it's going to happen, or what they look like, or what people are going to think of them. And if we could just get over that, I, I, uh, there has to be some way to get over that. To, to you know, uh, there's. People have gotten over you know, some of the most abusive language I've heard on television, and some of the most. <laughs> Uh, outrageous uh, scenes uh, in movies, and and yet you know we're still afraid of epilepsy. Right, it, it, and it let me just tell everyone right now, since I'm living with epilepsy, <clears throat> and I am the national chairman on the local board. Okay, it's not contagious. You cannot swallow your tongue. Don't put anything in the person's mouth if they have a seizure. But as I told you before, there are many types of seizures, not just what you envision, the falling to the ground, having a convulsion. Actually, that's not the most prominent type of seizure because you can have obstant seizures where it looks as if you're staring off into space for a few seconds. You can have a complex partial seizure where you look as if you're in a drunken stupor. Um, I mean, there, there are many different types of seizures, but as I said earlier, it's worse for you. Because when I come to, it's over, but it's all the people standing there hysterical that make it worse. But I do think, Judy, it has something to do with that fear of a seizure based on all this other stuff. Right. And and since it's been around, and it's been around since the beginning of time, I mean, people read about it, and I'm sure there's something that we would find in caves about it, but... Uh, we still are, are have not desensitized ourselves to this. I mean, people that have, have are desensitized to so many things, but yet they're still afraid of seizures. Right. So, or, else um, or else it's an object of, of, of ridicule. I mean, if you look at some of the movies even that have come out recently, right. it's rather sad. Very you sad. You know what? We're going to But change. Arlene is, uh, I, I know that she's very, working very hard now. Well, as are you. As we up, we <laughs> We've been working very hard together for many years. Yeah, and I think we've made some progress, but we're not where we want to be. Not we yet. have made not progress. Yet. Are we're we? not done yet. I thought about that story you told about the woman 
<clears throat> that we go to another town to get a prescription for right. uh, filter. Her husband wouldn't know. I remember Judy telling me, Judy, didn't you tell me you used to have to send the information in a brown no, envelope? People wouldn't people? want, didn't want my return, our return address on the uh, information that we sent to them. Well, you know, it's funny. When I first came here, um, we had this form, and people would request inf- you know, our various. Uh, brochures and at the bottom you could check a box if you wanted it in a plain wrapper and I I I we stopped that immediately because I you know I thought we were just reinforcing the idea that yes you should be ashamed. And Man, they um, didn't want they, people were afraid the mailman would find out right or someone would find someone out someone on the street it, would would notice it. Yeah, it was a very bad time really. But well, we're, was, we are making we are making progress but you know with you and with Judy and Neva and others like you and the national office and all the affiliates, we are going to make more progress. But right now we're getting ready to go to break. Judy Painter, thank you for calling in. Thank you, Joyce. Thank, thank you, you Arlene. so much. Take thank care. <laughs> Bye-bye. We're getting ready to go to break just for a couple of minutes. If you are listening to the show right now, you are listening to Arlene Gorelick, the president of the Epilepsy Foundation of Michigan and on the national board, the head of our management operations team and a great leader in America for people living with epilepsy. This is Joyce Bender, a woman living with epilepsy, live at the Tribeca Film Festival at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Arlene. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. At last, a radio program dedicated to helping women look fabulous and feel fabulous naturally. You'll pick up tips on natural detox, learn about the benefits of whole foods, practice stress and relaxation techniques, and learn more about health, relationships, remedies, and self-motivation. Tune in to Feel and Look Fabulous with Arena. Broadcast live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We promise you, it's women's time well spent. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. Hey, you just tuned in. We have Arlene Gorelick, the president of the Epilepsy Foundation. I'm going to give you a hint where it is, okay? Think of Stevie Wonder. Think of the Supremes. Think <laughs> of the Temptations. I bet you're thinking about Detroit. You're right, but she's in the whole state. She's the whole state of Michigan. And that is why it's so important if you know anyone living with epilepsy that has any questions at all, you got to make sure you get them in touch with Arlene. Arlene, what is the uh, website for you in Michigan again? Oh, again, directly it would be epilepsymichigan.org. You have to write it, spell out Michigan. 
um, or through the through the epilepsyfoundation.org website, which is the national website, and look for local services. Uh, but directly, we're epilepsymichigan.org, and our 800 number is 800-377-6226. Okay, folks, I said it before. I'll say it again. Make a donation. You know, we're going through tough times. I guarantee you it's going to be my listeners, people living with disabilities, who give more than anyone else because they've been there, they are there, they know what it's like. Uh, hey, Arlene, one thing I wanted to ask you is we've been talking about various issues, but for presidents um, of affiliates in the National Epilepsy Foundation and for executive directors, what would you say are the major obstacles they deal with every day? Well, we're all, I, of course, it's, money is always an issue. We're, we're, you know, there's a changing, it, the world is changing. Uh, I'm certainly, being in, in it, really in Detroit, um, the Detroit area, uh, we're certainly seeing that happen really quickly around us as there's been so many changes with the auto industry. Um, and we have to compete with uh, um, everybody else. Um, and we, we really need to, uh, our, our biggest challenge, I think, is getting enough of our message out to people, um, so that, uh, which will, of course, lead to, to more funding as well as greater awareness for people with epilepsy. And I think that's what we deal with. I, my frustration is usually I, if I just had, you know, a little more resources, I could, I could get more, more messages out there, more information into people's hands, um, and and this is a constant frustration because we look at all the things we could do and then we're, we're, we look at the resources we do have, and it's hard to balance it out. And the world is changing really quickly. I mean, the way some of us were funded in the past is not necessarily the way we're going to be funded in the future, um, but what we really rely on are, are donations and people re- being willing to come forward and help us out, not just with donations, but to come and volunteer to, you know, to help us make us stronger. Um, but there's, you know, there's a lot of need out there, and and I would I would be the last one to say that other there are other things that are not also important. But epilepsy needs to become a much more important thing in people's minds in the community um, because it affects so many people, between one and two percent of the population, and that of course means it doesn't just affect them; it affects their families and and pretty much everyone they come in contact with. So it's really important because it affects so many people, and it does. Yes, you know, when we say 3 million people in America are living with epilepsy, my answer to that always is known, 3 million known. Because just as we've talked about, believe me, there are many people living with epilepsy where it's not discussed or not known. But, you know, not everyone is like me. I am very blessed that uh, because of the anti-epileptic drugs I take, that my epilepsy has been pretty much controlled over the past 20 years Although I have had seizures over the past, uh, I had a seizure, an aura, about three years ago when they changed uh, the dilantin. That just shows you how medication right. has an impact on you. But uh, And that's why, by the way, medication switching is so important. Always check with your pharmacist. Always check because they're switching from generic to generic, and that can cause you to have a seizure. Always check that. Uh, but then there are people that have seizures, children that have them every day. You know, epilepsy is a big spectrum. There are people where it's controlled, there are people where it's pretty much controlled, moderate controlled, and there are people where it isn't controlled. Um, and, and I thought, Arlene, maybe you could talk about that for a minute. Well, you're absolutely right, Joyce. I mean, we're beginning to talk about epilepsy as being a spectrum because on, on one end, you have people who, um, you know, they, they take their medication and their, their side effects aren't too bad and they pretty much go off and do what they do. Um, we have people like that on my staff. We have, we have people like that on our boards. But at the other end, you have people who uh, may not be controlled and may have other, and may also have other problems related to that, cognitive problems or other developmental disabilities. Um, and, um, it, it, it becomes much more of a challenge for them and for their families. Uh, and you can be anywhere in between. Um, those who um, who are not doing as well certainly have faced challenges every day. Um, getting an education, uh, whether they uh, I know one of your your pet things, of course, is employment. And of course, we hear from people all the time um, about about employment because they they just can't get it. Uh, they can't. They're it, they're usually um, 
problems there. A lot of employers still get nervous about having someone with epilepsy on the staff because they don't know what it's going to cost them if they have a seizure. Um, and of course, we work with all that, and we and we try to get uh, uh, to get the employers to comply with the Americans for Disabilities Act. Um, and then you have the group of people who, especially, well, they're kids, but they do grow up who um, who may also have you know cognitive problems, and um, you know even going to, even education is a problem for them. And 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 we have to find places for them that are uh, that where they can live out dignity and, and have some control over their lives. So there's a real gamut with epilepsy. It's, it's not just um, people. You're right. It's not just people like you. Um, we tend, uh, the affiliates and, uh, and myself tend to, to be in contact with more of the people who aren't doing so well. Um, some of them we can, do a, we can really help a lot and, and, and move them along to a much better place. Sometimes it's just that they're they're on the wrong medication. That there's something better out there for them now that they didn't know about, and they've been on the same medication for 20 years, and it didn't work 20 years ago. Um, so we really encourage people to to, uh, to to go to to physicians who specialize in epilepsy and so on. Um, there's a, these are the people that this is really where where we do most of our work, which is helping people who are uh, on that other you know other middle to the other end of the spectrum. And um, we we try to do the best we can. Uh, it isn't once epilepsy is not one thing, and uh, it it can really have a serious impact on a person's life. Um, yes, it can. And let me tell you, all parts are important. All parts of that spectrum are important. And I think we have another caller on the line. Art, are you on the line? <laughs> yes, I am. Hey, Art, yes, how you doing? Hi, Art. Very well. How are you? I'm good. And this is Art Taggart. From the great state of Wisconsin. That's right, neighbors of Arlene. Uh, and I'm 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 kind of a young guy, only 19 years in the league. <laughs> well, you're a baby, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but Arlene and I were in the same uh, class uh, for new execs training. Well, that's uh, way it. back, I think, in 1991 or 92. That's right, because although although I've been here a long time, we only affiliated back. In ninety one or ninety two, and right, uh, right. and uh, so I was really a new exec for the Epilepsy Foundation. You know, well, I was fascinated by two things. I mean, I think that the discussion about stigma is really interesting, and it's a unique uh, problem, or seems to be somewhat unique uh, for for people that live with epilepsy. And the challenges you were talking about, uh, uh, you know, as a nonprofit executive, uh, we're always trying to position ourselves, and we're trying to be on the cusp of, of that next new thing. But w- one thing I wanted to bring up, too, we, we have kind of a unique opportunity, and I wonder if you guys could address uh, health care reform a little bit and maybe how states will use this um, uh, reform to help benefit people that have had chronic health conditions like epilepsy. Oh, I think it's going to be a great, a great boon for people with uh, any pre-existing condition and, and for epilepsy in particular. Um, I know our state is right now has set up a commission to to uh, figure out how they're supposed to implement this because a great deal of work has to be done to set up those exchanges and so on. But in theory, um, it, insurance companies will no longer be able to uh, cherry pick and no longer be able to exclude someone because they had a a pre-existing condition. And this has been a, a huge problem for people with epilepsy, especially where um, people, it hasn't been as big a problem in some areas where, where you uh, are on a, uh, get, getting your, your insurance through your employer, but even there in some of the smaller employers uh, who have different insurances, uh, they can, it, it becomes a real problem. They may not even want to hire you. I, I know right now we're getting more and more calls um, be from people who are having insurance issues because uh, either they've become unemployed or they've lost their insurance, and it's really hard to get on the on the open market. So I think I think it's going to be a real boon, and I think the other thing that's going to happen over time is that there will be changes in the way we look at um, the, the way the uh, healthcare system operates, and there'll be a lot more done on prevention, and a lot more a lot more attention being paid to helping people manage uh, their condition better, uh, because because it's the only way we can go to save any money. So I'm really excited you, about it. And you know what, Art, I would say about that? How many people in my life have I met that said, well, I won't be able to get insurance because of pre-existing conditions? That will be gone, folks. 
So you know what this is going to improve? Employment. That's, That's what right. I would say about it. This is going to have a good impact on employment. So I'm really uh, glad that you uh, <clears throat> asked that question I, I and brought that agree. up. And Art, and, and I also, think... I appreciate your leadership, and I appreciate you calling in. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, uh, Art. And... Okay, well, Arlene, before we end the show today, I have these last two questions I've asked everyone that's been on the show for the past six years. So here it goes. Uh, here's the first one. I, now, you've already done so much. Here you are, head of MOD, you know, all these different accomplishments you've had in your life. But what would you say, what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? Well, that's a hard, that's a tough one, but I'm, one of the things that did happen here was this organization was originally um, mostly a, doing clinical and research work, and we transformed it. We gave our, our medical practice to the Henry Ford Health System, and we started working just on education and advocacy, and, and we affiliated with the, with the Epilepsy Foundation, um, the, which is our national organization. And I think, to me, that's probably my, one of the greater accomplishments uh, in my career because epilepsy is not, like I said before, is not um, something that um, ends at the border of Michigan. It's, it's everywhere, and working together we can do so much more. And, and so much of this, we have one, our healthcare system has advanced so far in the treatment. Um, we need to help people. Um, we need to help people really understand that and, and get better treatment, and we also have to work toward a cure. So my, I think the next frontier for me is to, is to get more involved in research and raising money for research. Oh, that is awesome, Arlene. Well, Ar- Arlene, what message do you want to leave with our listeners today? Well, for those of you who have epilepsy, you shouldn't give up. You should talk about it, and you should um, call us. Uh, for those of you who don't, you should understand that epilepsy is, is an important condition. It affects people in the community, and it may not be what you think it is. Um, everyone knows someone with epilepsy. They may not know who they are, but get involved, find out, and, um, and you know, it, it'll make the community better for all of us. How uh, true. And you know what, Arlene? We end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or a person impacting quality of life for people with disabilities. And today, that quote is from Mr. Greg Grumberg. And, Greg, I want you to know I wore your pin proudly to the Tribeca Film Festival and gave it to the head of the Sundance uh, Film Institute while I was here. And that quote from Greg Grumberg is, Talk about it. (laughs) Just as Arlene said, talk about it. Talk about it. Any young person, old person, I don't care what you are, you're living with epilepsy, talk about it. Don't be ashamed. Arlene, thank you so much well, thank for you, being Joyce. on the show today. And Arlene, uh, I want to thank you for your great leadership and all you are doing to help people with epilepsy. Well, and we want to, I want to thank you too, Joyce. I mean, your leadership has been astonishing, both in the disability movement and at the Epilepsy Foundation. Well, um, we're a team, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so, you know, folks, don't forget, talk about it. We'll see you next week.